0: So I resigned from my job at the time. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're at the top of your game. You're making incredible money. Why would you do that? And I knew then that I wanted to pursue purpose because I woke up four, three o'clock in the morning with all the ideas. And I said, God, if it's for me to do this, I need you to give me the blueprint. Right. And so I kept a, a little pad by my bed and everything just began to come. And I remember going and resigning, and even still to this day, my the, the boss would still call me like, oh, you were incredible. You are incredible. And you know they're, they're happy to see that I did, and I'm pursuing what God has called me to do. And so every journey prepares you, right? And I think about that little launching pad, even then, well, while I was at that job, and what it taught me to prepare me to run my own company. Let's go! You're listening to... The he Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coachman, Michael David Huey.
1: Welcome to another session of the Heatfluence Podcast. It is a beautiful day today in Florida, and it's really funny because. Um, One of my clients in the UK, we were talking today and thinking about the weather and she said, well, she's the only good thing is my family and I, we go to Florida every year. And she said, and we do it a couple of times a year. And so I, you know, you travel halfway around the world to get good weather. Right. And so uh, when you, when I'm a big golfer uh, and I like to play golf on Wednesdays. And so thank God the weather has been good on Wednesdays because I play with two of my 86 year old clients and I wrote a post today. About divine appointments, right? And um I think my guest today will agree with me that we love having divine appointments, like when people come together at the right time and we just know that God placed them in our life. And a lot of times I think that you know, when we when we pray for that, like I was saying um today in my post, one of the big things that I began to do is I began to start my day in a real deep, intimate relationship with God, like literally I get up and I say, God, uh, have your way and choose you over the world. I choose you over sin. I choose you over the things of the world and anything that you want to do for me today. I choose that. I don't choose my own agenda. I know that we have a schedule and we have stuff that we have to do, but I choose you, whoever you want to bring into my life today. I pray you would bring the right people in and keep the wrong people out. And, and I think when we do that, we hear all these things, right? I think it, you and I both being in a very similar coaching uh, uh, field, we've been in the fitness industry. We love, G- we love teaching people how to eat right and eat healthy and exercise. You love to teach people how to dress well. This is really funny. When I look at, look at, look at what you do, um, my senior year in high school, uh, we were only allowed to win one thing that was best of our senior class, right? I was the only people, person to win two things. I uh, I I laugh because my wife always says how many do you think you would have won I said probably like 4 or 5 but the funny thing was is I won best dressed in my class cuz of <gasps> jeans growing up right and so I literally uh and then I won most athletic which was funny right that um you know this guy who loves sports was most athletic right but what I realized is is how important it is to dress well and I know that that's big for you like you love to teach people that. And I, and, 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 and you'll see her, like she's always dressed really nice and matches and and it's always smiling. Right. And so uh, I think it's important. And, and, and here's what I like about her. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to intro of her. And then I'm going to let her story because, you know, I told her before I said, Um, I had an agenda when I first started my podcast. I've now done over 110 podcast interviews, which is fantastic. I said, most people say when you get past 20 or 30, you're doing pretty good. Uh, And consistently done over 100 of them. I did the 100th one with my wife and one of my close friends, Dr. Eric Thomas, who's a motivational speaker, he's a pastor. Most of you, when I say his name, you know who he is. And, And then my friend to me. He's like, they're both were like, Mike, you, um, you need to just pray and let God lead you through your podcast. Like just, just when you bring the people on, let them tell their story, because I believe that stories make an impact in the lives of many people. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a young girl that was in the new age lifestyle and she was in Bali studying a, a religion and got saved and, and ran out of this, this, this place and ran back to Jesus. Right. And I, and I realized that no matter how much we run from God, God always has a way of getting, getting our attention, right? Like through situations or through people and divine appointments, I believe, like I said earlier, I believe we're supposed to see that. And when you, when, you, when you listen to Changi's mission, it's to, listen to this, it's to promote optimal health, wellness, esteem, personal development that will last a lifetime. And I believe the reason that I like her and the way she does things is because most people in our industry, they're looking for something easy, a quick fix, you know, something that's not going to last them a lifetime. And when I do things, the reason why I believe that I'm having the best success of my career is because it's about the people, not about me. And I think when you humble yourself like my sister has, you, you're you able to do that. And so, Angie, welcome to the He podcast, and I'm excited to hear your story because I feel like... We've been, we, we can, we talked a little bit and then we both kind of just got busy and COVID came. And, and so now I'm, I'm excited to reconnect with you. I, I, I was praying during my fast and I wrote down five names of people that I wanted to have on the podcast. And I, and I, and I, I reached back out to all five of them. You were one of them and all five people said, yes So I was like, yes, God, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Come so, my friend. It's glad to have you.
0: Wonderful to be here. Michael, let me just tell you your podcast, your energy your desire to transform lives. The connectivity is just so awesome. So very, very much. You're dynamic in your own right. So thank you so much for having me on this podcast. And for those that are listening, thank you for tuning in. We look forward to depositing in your life. I mean, we're, we're trusting that you're in the right place at the right time and you're listening because your ear is supposed to be in tune for a purpose. So thank
1: you for joining us. Amen. Amen. And I, and I, and I pray that as we talk and, and I told her, you know, I just kind of let the Holy spirit lead me and guide me when we're doing these. just like, you know, Tim, it's really funny. I brought up Tim's story earlier when I had Tim on my podcast. Um, he used to, I asked him a really question. You'll appreciate it. how do you balance out ministry and life coaching? Cause he pastors a big church, you know, and he does life coaching. And he was like, 50 50. And I said, Really? And he said, What do you mean? And I said, Isn't it 100 100? And his eyes lit up like this. And his, his assistant, Doza, who I'm really good friends with, texted me and said, Do you know how much you changed Tim's life today? And I said, No, he said, He told us that he'll 50 50 again on anything. He'll say, oh. Because awesome. if we're doing something in life, um, you know, there's a guy named Ben Newman who um, I've heard on Clubhouse many, many times. And Ben wrote a book called the uncommon leadership. Right. And I, I, I dug and I met him through my friend, Brian Hess. Um, and, uh, and you know, Brian, Brian is just an amazing, amazing man. Uh, in, in, in some of the times in my life, it's funny, Brian would just call me out of the clear blue and say, Hey, I just want to let you know, I was thinking about you. And I'd be like, yeah, I was thinking about you. And you know, those are, those are kingdom connections. Those are connections that you have for lifetime whether you go away and the person goes away, it's just, it always brings you back together, right? And I believe that that's the act of prayer. And so I pray today that as people hear your story, that God would give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart that's receptive to what God wants to do in and through both of us and our time together today. So I'm excited. I, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes, Kenji, I will write notes, but I'm gonna actually lay my pen down today because uh-huh. to my, my wife already knew that I was interviewing today. She says, okay. Tomorrow when we take lunch, because we work on Saturdays, every other Saturday we work because, and especially now because of what we have going out with our courses and our books and stuff. And we we whole website and all of our offers and stuff. And so we're going to, we're going to spend tomorrow working, but we're going to actually take a lunch break and re-listen to this and take some notes. And that way, when we give it to our editor, we kind of know what's going to happen. And we know the things that we want to hear and we want people to hear. So I'm going to listen today because I want to hear your story. I want to hear the real truth. Like, where did you come from? Like things growing up to get you and to this point today where you are. I think you're in Oklahoma. Is that right? Well, I'm
0: in Chicago.
1: Oh, Chicago. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, yes. How could I, I was... forget that? That's where Lisa's from. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yes. Chicago. Yes.
0: Well, I was in Oklahoma. That's I right. Went to that's in right. I Oklahoma and then located here to chi- shortly. To Chi Town.
1: To Chi Town. That's yes. where my wife is chi- from. Town. So that's where my wife is. Yes.
0: One of the burbs here. So. Yep.
1: Yep. My wife is from, my wife is Grove Village.
0: Oh, uh, I know that uh, word. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so,
1: you know, we will we, uh, we'll actually, well, I'll have to let you know, because we're going to be there uh, in, a, in, I think, in May, I think. So I'll have to oh, let you know. Oh, my goodness. You'll have, have to. Yes, you'll totally yeah, we'll have to let, let me know. To, know yeah. you so, so let's dive in. Tell me about you, your story, like where you came from, your background, and all that stuff, so we can hear more about you and get to know you better.
0: Yes. Yeah, so originally from South Carolina. So I'm a Southern belle there. Love you know, I, I love that. I love um from a wonderful, wonderful family. My were pastors and just showed an extensive amount of love behind closed doors to all of their six children. Right, like they six. were. Yeah, six children. There's five girls and one boy. Wow. <laughs> yes. Lots, so lots of lots
1: of hormones in that family, right?
0: Lots of <laughs> hormones, and you know, thankfully, my brother, he is. He must be a holistic. saint.
1: He must be a saint.
0: Blesses. God bless him. Right. Like <laughs> he dragged us to watch animals and all of that. But he uh, he's a great um, brother, the best ever. And my parents, too, as well. They really deposited something in us at a very young age. And it was like my sisters and I, we, we talk about this. It's like we had diamonds being poured in our laps at a young age. And we all were very in tune with our purpose and who we Words, individuals and not just that, you know, individually and then collectively, too, and, and how we are just to serve the world with our purpose. So at a very young age, I really became in tune with what my purpose was. And so I remember in our seventh, eighth grade, I was a runner. I was a cross country runner. And really, I remember, yes, cross country and track.
1: I was I was an all American runner in college in college at no Ohio way. state. And I, but I wasn't a distance runner. I, I was a high jumper and a sprinter and a hurdler. So yeah, I, I just didn't picture you. I thought you might be a sprinter. So that's good to know. Oh,
0: well, I, I do like, well, yeah, I was not, I was the one that did 100. Um, But what, no, the 800, excuse 800, me. Laps, yeah. but the, the really cool thing was I remember eating a meal, Michael, that, changed the way I ran one of the races. So I remember always trying to win my races and uh, my dad would be in the sidelines yelling for me. And I remember his voice echoing and always, you know, you wanted to win for your dad and everyone who's watching, right? And of course, for yourself, there's that comp- that competitiveness there. But I remember when I would eat something that was full of life and healthy food, and I would like have all this energy. And I remember when I won my first race. And I really began to see the correlation between eating good food and how I ran a race. And so I remember my, I totally changed at that moment. Like I didn't want Burger King anymore. My parents were like, oh my goodness, I didn't want Donald's fries. I like changed everything. My mom had to get me like a birthday cake from some health food restaurant. Like I Good really just, you. And it, it began then in the seventh and eighth grade. So fast forward to when I graduated from college, I was working at a Fortune 500 company, thought I worked my way up in this company. I didn't have a boss. I um, was managing about a hundred reps and managers. What were you was doing? Dream job.
1: What were you doing? So,
0: so it was at AT&T. So before I, um, remember it was Southwestern Bell. Remember the bell? Yeah. Yeah. All that?
1: yeah we had and Ohio Bell, Southwestern. I mean, we had all those bells. Yeah. Do you
0: remember that? I know the oh, bells. Yeah. And they went,
1: Showing and our Michael, age. It's okay.
0: Yes. Showing our age. And back <laughs> then, Michael, they used to like fly you all over the world. Like I used to get trips everywhere, Cabo, you know, gifts in my room. Wow. You know, it was just incredible. Like when you. Or one of the, at one of the top. And so here I'm com- got 27 years old, you know, this incredible job. And it was like my own center that I ran in Oklahoma. And my mother called me and she let me know that she was diagnosed with high blood pressure. And I was like, okay, no worries. We're going to, she, she said, okay, I want you to help me do it the natural way. She was in South Carolina and I was in Oklahoma at the time. And um, then two days later, she had a pain in her chest. And she went to the doctor and um, she was, she served everyone else, served my dad, who was a pastor, all the six kids. So, and it was too long to wait. It was around December the 15th. And my grandmother was coming in town from New York around for the holidays. So she left the doctor's office. And two days later, she passed away in her sleep. And that for me, Michael, was such a turning point in my life because I think about how many people, they put their help on hold, right? There's always something that's more important at that moment. And then I also thought about, I began to see people as I would be sitting in a restaurant and I wanted to see people grow old and gray and pursue purpose. And I'm a little bit upset that my mom did not have that opportunity to were old and gray, you know, who, here's this incredible prayer warrior woman, right? She would come in our bedrooms at four o'clock in the morning, will fill her hand on our head, like praying for all of us. She was the best friends with all of us. And to lose her at that age, you know, it was very, very tough for the entire family, including my dad. They were married for 38 years. How
1: old, how old was your mom?
0: 55 years young. Oh,
1: so she was young. She was, young. She was
0: very young um yeah. just a vivacious woman wasn't overly overweight michael she wasn't in and out of the hospital for any sort of an ailment or anything it was it, that is one of the things that happened a lot of times people are walking around with things that are undetected and things mm. that are
1: preventable 100%. Like even even the people that think they're healthy you know what i've michael, been i've been right. amazed more at that now nominated for a phd a couple of years ago i was the first person in the world nutrition organization that didn't have a master's degree that got nominated for a PhD because of all of my years of research and study and, you know, volunteering in, in different mm-hmm. studies and just doing all this stuff. I realized, and and people still don't understand it, I think. I think that a lot of people don't understand the difference between, you know, pre in the 20th century. Like I teach 21st century stuff and people are like, I can't believe the results you get with people. And I said, it's because just because I went to college and got a degree and learned all this stuff doesn't mean I'm still going to teach what I taught, you know, we're you and I are not using pay, uh, pay phones and beepers, right? right? Like even though they worked and we had to like, you know, watch our beeper and run to the pay phone, you know, keep a, a roll of quarters in our, in our car. Like we're not still using those things, but no, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: I mean, people, you're, people
1: are struggling. People are struggling they, inside. They don't even know it. Right. They
0: don't even know it. And you know what, Michael, those things are very preventable. Like with, Heart disease being the number one killer in the United States is preventable, and diabetes is the seventh leading killer in the United States. And amongst that number, ninety to ninety-five percent makes up type two diabetes, which yep. is preventable. So yep. think about that. So many people who can shift right, as well as things like high blood pressure, which is preventable as well. Those being amongst the top um, for for deaths in the United States. So all that to say, you know, we have a Huge calling, of course, right? To help people see that, you know what, you can change the very health direction of your life. And at that moment, that's what changed my life, losing my mother. So I resigned from my job at the time. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're at the top of your game. You're making incredible money. Why would you do that? And I knew then that I wanted to pursue purpose because I woke up four or three o'clock in the morning with all the ideas. And I said, God, if it's for me to do this, I need you to give me the blueprint, right? And so I kept a uh, little pad by my bed and everything just began to come. And I remember going and resigning. And even still to this day, my the, the boss would still call me like, Oh, you were incredible. You are incredible. And, you know, they're they're happy to see that I did and I'm pursuing what God has called me to do. And so every journey prepares you, right? And I think about that little launching pad, even then, while I was at that job and what it taught me to prepare me to run my own company. So while I was in Oklahoma, that's what I began doing, Michael, began transforming lives and got a um, citation of appreciation from the Senator of Oklahoma for getting Oklahoma fit. And that, for me just bless blesses my heart because more people are going to be able to walk around old and gray. Right. <laughs> and say right. I'm pursuing my purpose on
1: the air. That's awesome. And it's funny that you brought up the story. Cause I want there's, I, I, I do, I do write some things down because I, I want to talk about it and that's how mm-hmm. I kind of let the Lord lead me. But one of the things I liked about, about now is, is um, you know um, I do the, I do the shopping and I go to, the, I've, I've really been blessed by moving to central Florida two years ago because I found out that the largest organic farm in the state of Florida is like 12 minutes from my house and like uh, all these food, organic food places that deliver food to your house, house are here. So I'm like right in the middle of all this, just like fun stuff for me. Right. Like, and wow. I'm a big believer in diver- diversity and richness in foods and rotating the foods that you eat, believe that that heals your, kills your body. And so I teach a lot about that. And so one of the things that I really like is now is, is now, when I go to the grocery store, I just look at, and I have to, I'm, I'm gonna be honest like you, I hate to look at people's carts. Like literally, <laughs> I saw this young couple today, probably 24-ish, 25-ish. They had like three different types of brownies and cookies and, and you know, I get it. Like you have these cheat things and then just the rest of the processed food stuff and you know, all this stuff. And 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 then you go and then you're in the next aisle. And I'm like, I really try to do this now I don't know if you just, but I'm like, I don't want to look, I don't want to look, I don't want to look like, I don't want to look, I don't want to do it. I don't want to, to say anything. Right. I, I'm, I see this probably African lady. And she says, are you, she goes, you eat healthier, cart. And I said, yours looks pretty good too. She goes, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I just notice things. And I'm like, I try not to notice things. Right. And we're at the we're at the plant-based section of the, the store, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, my wife, my wife, and we do DNA testing and epigenetics testing, and we do a lot of testing to kind of find out what best fits people's health. And one of the things that I've loved about moving here is we don't have to guess, like we just have these great places to go buy food. But one thing that I really like talked about purpose. So I, you'll hear this at the end. I always say, my podcast, I say, uh, love God, love people, passion, vision, and purpose. And so let's dive into that. Let's talk a little bit about that. Talk about, so people are listening and let's just be real. Um, when, from a scriptural standpoint, you know, people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. They perish mm-hmm. for a lack of wisdom. Uh, I believe that they perish because with the one who's given them life every single day, they don't start their day right by honoring him and that. But let's, how do, how do we, if I'm the 90 what I believe 90% of Americans in this world. And I'm I don't have a purpose. How do I develop a purpose? How does that work? Yeah. How did you so, develop your purpose?
0: Well, how I develop my purpose. I do believe that is prayer is huge. Right. And I do believe that when people have, when they cry out to, to God for something that puts a demand on his promises for your life. Right. And so when you seek God not everyone else not you know what you believe that a parent wants you to do or whatever when God the source and you say I really need what it is that you called me to do because when I was born into my family right with pastors you know you automatically you have me right they grew up Christians right develop a personal relationship with Christ for myself right and then when that happened There was a revelation and knowledge and an impartation from me individually, right? Alone from that. So I do think that you do have to get quiet. You do have to ask. And that's that's what happened to me, Michael, because I that's what I told you. I said, God, if this is for me to do and transform lives, I need the blueprint because I don't know how I'm gonna do this thing, right? I was making this, I had a six-figure more job doing house, and it's like now, you know, I need to create my own, uh, another business here. And so I did, and the blue came to me because I truly believe that you don't need an alarm clock. We've heard that a lot, right? I began to just wake up with so much tenacity. Now, when mm. I was working that job, Michael, there was, there was times when, you know how you, you don't really want to get up? That's when you know <laughs> like, you're you're not doing the right thing. You It's hard for you to get up because I believe that there's not a lot of toil, right? With purpose, there's there's a little bit of ease that comes. There's a little bit of excitement and expectation. Yeah. And um, purpose is huge. And that word purpose is big. When you were talking about like foods and looking at carts, if I can bounce there. One of my great mentors.
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> you, said, you're, you're making me laugh it today. And I was like, Oh, God, let me be looking at people's carts. Let me get this stuff done. Let me get done. Let me get out of here. And and oh, my God, I'm looking at people's carts again. But, I got to get but out of here.
0: sometimes, Michael, you look for a reason, right? Because but my one of my mentors, Pastor Miles Monroe, he said, "Where well, purpose is not known. Abuse is inevitable. Right. And so just imagine looking at people's carts sometimes they just don't know the purpose of a thing. And when you don't understand that the food that we eat, every time we eat food, it releases a message in our bodies, whether vitamin K, vitamin A, antioxidants, all of these things. So it's so vitally important. And then when you understand the purpose of your body, we house our purpose. When people tell me, Michael, they're like, I am waiting on my dream house. I'm like, do you know that you already have your dream house? It's you because you house your dream, right? So we already have this dream house. And so the environment of our body is so huge and important. So when you put that correlation together, you'll understand purpose in a more dynamic way, you know, and then that's when you understand intentionality. And I often will say that you have to be intentional so that you can be dimensional.
1: Wow. And you know it's really funny you brought that up because my word for last year, I don't know if, if you get these, but Lord always gives me words, right? Going into a new year, right? So my yes. year my word for 2021 was intentionality, and my word for this year was consistency. <laughs> ah, love and I, it. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you want me to be intentional plus consistent, right? And I and you think about it, it really allowed me. I I listened to a, a lady from my church this last weekend when we I encouraged my my, my pastor to let our church do a corporate fast quarterly.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And he, he said, well, you do it every month so we can do it quarterly. So he bursted out this quarterly fast. And a lady from my church, uh, my wife just did prophetic dance on our, at the end of our fast on Wednesday, I was sharing with Angie about it. And it was fantastic. I'm, I've just uploaded it to YouTube. I can't wait to share it with people, but the, and it was to a fantastic new song by Brandon, like gratitude. Um, it's, it was actually filmed on at the, chosen series. And one of the things that was really great about it is, is this story from my wife's friend, Celeste, where her marriage of was going down the train, you know, just out of town. And she had, you know, she was ready to get divorced. Uh, You know, her husband went back to his roots, which is basically the Catholic church. And here she is a spirit filled uh, lead intercessor with my wife, with the pastor and all this stuff. And she said, the Holy spirit told her to fast pray and worship fast, pray and worship. And she said it completely took her thought process off of her situation and put it strictly on Jesus. Right. And she said, that's all we did. I started pray. I started praising him in the morning. I started worshiping. I was fasting um, the first five days of every month. And then she said, thank you, Mike and Lisa, for the prompt to do that. And, And then and then I actually I actually Just downloaded her testimony, which I'm going to be posting some posts about it because I think it's important that people understand that you know spiritual warfare is real um, and intentional with consistency and being in the center of God's will instead of out of you know God's permissible will or out of His will is really big. We can just make this on our mind, our will, and our emotions, and really miss what God's trying to do in her life. And she said at the end of this five day fast, she started to notice that her husband was coming back to being the person that she awesome. married. And and she said, I didn't even look at it. She said, I didn't think about it. I just kept doing what I was doing. I just kept worshiping. He wanted to be around me. We started doing uh, Bible studies together. We started going to small group together. We started. He started going back to church with me. And it's really funny when she's telling her story, her husband's sitting right behind me the other night it. at church. And I, I heard him weeping. And you know, a lot of times when we understand that word purpose, because, you know, when 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 you were saying that I looked, I, I, I remember, you know, the uh, the word purpose can be a noun or it can be a verb. And when I looked it up, right. this is this is amazing how what it says. It says have as one's intention or objective. Mm. Think about that. Have as one's intention or objective. And then underneath that, you know how it normally gives you like a little sentence underneath it. Right. This is what it says. It said, God has allowed suffering even purposed it Ooh, think
0: amazing. about that
1: god has allowed suffering even purposed it so everything as we go through this we do with with a purpose and with a plan so i think that's enti- that's amazing so one other thing let's talk about intention because i think a lot of times when we think about that word um oh i'm, I'm intentional oh i'm intentional And when I take some very high paying clients through some things, they they realize like, oh, I'm not intentional, (laughs) right? Like, and they'll be like, oh, Mike, why'd you do that? Why'd you teach me that? Right. You know, my whole life has changed. I got a whiteboard with my schedule on it and it matches up with my iPhone. And I'm like, yeah, imagine if you would have did that five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago, what would your life be like? And I think, and this is something I would love to hear you talk about is you know one of the things for me that i think intention brings is i think it brings our identity into in into focus because when we can see our i like even like how we met you know on, on clubhouse and stuff i've i've i somebody said to me the other day do you know you have 18000 followers on clubhouse and i was like no if you didn't <laughs> tell me i wouldn't know right and then i got a letter from um an email from clubhouse saying, Hey, you haven't been doing any rooms. We'd really like to see you get back into doing some rooms. And, and I was like, man, I had, I had been so busy that it just had slipped my mind. But here's what I think. I think sometimes we just do things that become a habit that maybe aren't necessarily being intentional, right? They right. just become like, Oh, I'm going to do this or, Oh, I'm going to do that. And it's really funny. I, I said this to two of our, uh, Two of our people that are going to be joining our mastermind when we start it in a couple months, um, it, it, they're 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 two female friends and and good friends with my wife, and they and they both said, you know, I think I just I I every time something new comes along, I think and we unintentionally the opposite of intentional, we just kind of gravitate towards it to find out if it's real, and we really don't say, hey God, is this what you want me to be doing, right? right? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about. Being in what it means to be intentional, and how that's been active in your life. Because I've watched it, I know it that you're doing that. And so, share that. Share the the part about intentional. Being intentional.
0: Yes, for me, Michael, being intentional makes me feel like I have that power, and we do have power, right? And I often will say that I'm not someone who is picky, but I'm privy, right? Mm. Well, I get to choose. I have the ability. To choose things in life, what will serve me the best, right? So if it is a side where I'm thinking, do I want the steamed vegetables or the fries, right? <laughs> I know my.
1: I sign up for the fries. fries. No, I'm just kidding. It depends on where you get them from. You got to get well, them from. Uh, you know, okay.
0: well, and I'll say, you know, five guys
1: those, or something.
0: Yeah, or, or say maybe a sweet potato or something. Right? There so you go. I know that I'm going to choose that, the sweet potato or the steamed broccoli because. I know what it takes for me to serve my energy on a daily basis, right? And so that, when you understand that the power is in your control, and you know how people are doing like Bitcoin, all these things, like doing all these currency, NFTs. But I'm like, you have an energy currency, people. You know, like we have- A distraction currency. A distraction, (laughs) You know what? That too. And you know what though? That distraction. Let's talk about it. That is yeah. huge, Michael, because that is the killer of intention a lot of times. Distraction. You would go, okay, the, this has come on. I don't need. I want to go work out. I don't want to take care of my body, and that just destroys. I want to watch the Masters.
1: I want to watch the there Masters. There you go. I, I'm a big golfer, so I have to admit, when the Masters is on, I kind of, I you know, have I kind of, I kind of take some breaks more than I normally would, and uh, I'll leave like Fridays open so that I can. Watch do the that. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 well, and my wife's what? like, you don't get it. You're, you're going to you're you're super intentional. You're, you're allowed to do some of those things. So and it is yeah. true.
0: there's a balance that comes with that, Michael. But I do think that a lot of times it's that gratification that it's serving you. Right. And a lot of people weigh the gratification from enjoying the master sitting on the couch, watching something, then the gratification that they're going to receive from getting up and Working out, I many people look at it as a task, right? Oh, yeah,
1: I'm not skipping so, working out over just sitting on the, t- uh, on the couch watching TV. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go work out first and then I'm gonna come back and do that. Boundaries wow, and cool. balance, yeah, and intentionality.
0: But you know what, Michael? You are doing that. That is why you're in the position that you are today. That is why you're transforming lives because the normal person, the, ten, the little small percentage of people who will actually get up and go and work out They haven't yet had that gratification that will put working out over that TV show or what have you. So, you know, so with intentionality, I do believe that it comes with being in tune to who you are and understanding the role that your decisions play on your life as a whole.
1: That's so good. Okay. Now I'm going to, I'm going to let you know what we're going to talk about next. Got one more subject I want to talk about. But I'm going to read to you this definition of intentional. Now, I told you when I, when I, I told you when I, so we're going to talk about identity next, because I want to talk, I want to ask you about how important it is to understand our identity. I'll share a little bit why I want to talk about that, because I wrote down these three words, and this is totally God leading and guidance. Like I told her, she's like, yeah, before I was like, no, I just let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. And he's doing this. So listen to this definition of intentional. Okay. Love it being intentional, done on purpose, done on purpose. Wow. That's it. Deliberate done. done on purpose, deliberate with intention. Woo! Right? Listen to that. We <laughs> talked about it. purpose. Yeah. And they we they use God right in the the definition of purpose, right? Love it. And then we talk about being intentional and right? Intentional wrongdoing and harm. Or, you know, whatever that may be. But like I said, done on purpose, like yes. with a purpose, right? So, you know, uh, and, and this is the last thing we'll talk about. I, I, I think it's great because, you know, um, one of my favorite evangelists is a guy from the Dallas, Fort Worth area. His name is Todd White. He's just fantastic. He has a ministry called, if you've never, if those of you who are listening, Tanger, whether it's you or anybody else, you've never followed Todd White. Uh, Todd has a ministry called Lifestyle Christianity. Mm -hmm. And Todd is, uh, he's just like Jesus, like literally he'll be on a cruise ship and he'll stand up on a table and say, anybody in here need healing? And everybody will stop and look at him. And, and, you know, people will look at him like he's crazy, but they'll stop. And he did this on a cruise one time and, and, and healing broke out all on this cruise ship. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and 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 i I remember hearing one of his videos, and he talked about when we truly understand our identity, the way we do ministry, the way we do business, the way we do marriage, the way we do life in general completely changes and you know um, when you're able to look at yourself in the mirror, um, we moved into this place on the water in Orlando, and it's twice the size of our other place um, and upstairs is, is we have a, a, a um, a sauna and a Peloton and a whole bunch of other really, you know, biohacking things I call them because that's my, my geekiness. And then I have, I use this bathroom upstairs because this house I think was made for kids because the master bedroom is the bath. The, the, the sink is about this big and it has a big shower. <laughs> so it's just kind of a built weird. Right. And, yeah. and we're, we're living here until we build something, you know, at the end of the year or the beginning of next year. And on, on these mirrors, I write, I write stuff on the mirrors and my wife writes stuff on them to me. Love like, it. And, 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 and I began to read these things and I began to look at myself in the mirror and begin to see myself the way Jesus sees me. Ooh, you know, God. um, I, I, I think one of the biggest things that Christians in general, they blindly just go about things, following people on social media or following people on ah. without really saying to themselves, Hey, am I really supposed to be in, in fellowship or in relationship with this. And I've got myself in trouble. Um, I don't judge people from it. I just, I, I, I ha- I'll have to, you have to remind me sometime I'll have to tell you about this. I've talked about it my other podcast interview. I had a dream before COVID about, you know, God opening doors and closing doors. And most of my life, I really struggled with rejection. Like even rejection out of the clear blue, like, you know, you really were in, in fellowship with somebody. And I had a guy that I really, you know, I didn't look at the writing on the wall from God. And I just blindly film and I lost all of our savings in a half a million dollars. And, and, and then, uh, you know, and so, but I learned from it and God's already started to restore all that because he owns a thousand cattle on a thousand Hill and he knows my heart and he, he knows that, you know, if I'm faithful with a little, I'll be faithful with more. And now he's really pouring that out. Right. And I believe that he'll restore all that, what the canker worm tried to steal. Right. And so when I look at, when I look at him as the author and the finisher of my faith, I'm able to look at myself in that mirror and say, I don't have to put my faith and trust in man. Yes. I don't have to put my faith and trust in Instagram. I don't have to put my faith and trust in Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. I put my faith and trust in the one that created them all, right? Like he created them all. He, yeah. he knows the plans that he has for me, right? He knows the purpose and the intentionality of my heart. And so when you think of the word identity and how it shaped you and formed you, what would you say the biggest pieces of our identity and how it relates to our life?
0: Ooh, that is so I told you. Good.
1: I got Woo-hoo! my fishing pole out, reeling you in.
0: Yes, for me, I'm, I'm like you 100%. I know where my identity lies. lies. And so I'm, for me, I'm kingdom-minded. And so when you're kingdom-minded, you're not so tunnel vision. Like when you look at something like a Facebook or an Instagram, and you're you're constantly looking what's where what someone specifically is doing, you're losing your focus of the kingdom, right? And so, for me, I am very clear on my purpose, and I understand where my identity lies. And so, I think about Mary. Think about when she was carrying Jesus, right? Like people she wasn't walking around saying oh i'm carrying you know she didn't just brag i'm carrying out.
1: the son of man I'm right son of man, with a big sign know.
0: look at me right yeah
1: uh, i'm carrying the creator of heaven and earth <laughs>
0: she wasn't bragging though right but when her time came to birth something and that's why i love to salute people at different times people are going to be birthing things right you may be birthing a vision i'm like oh, oh mind may not be as quiet maybe like Mary still carrying my little vision you know but when you understand that your identity is not in what others are doing but you you have to stay pistol focused on the vision that God has given you and then kingdom minded and kingdom minded it really means that you are not um, someone who's moved by what you see or what you're going, mm-hmm. what's going on around you, right? So for me, when something happens, like I just get excited about what God is getting ready to do for my next level. Like if one door closes, if it's a no or something, I'm like, okay, it's on. I, I turn that no around. No is like oh in oh in like it's on. I'm like yeah. What is God? What are you getting ready to do? And so your identity, and that's I'll tell you this little quick thing because it relates to love and and all that. I love it. I love Um, it. When I was in the whole, you know, dating space, and I remember when my father he would tell us all this identity that we have, like, and who we are, and our purpose, and the beauty that God has created us to be. And I remember when there would be guys that would come up, and if you know, I was very, very like I would say not picky but pretty because God gives us that right. With a no go, maybe you're not all that anywhere, whatever. They walk away, or whatever. But I just always felt so big and bold and who i was that I, confidence I
1: confidence
0: yeah confidence right and i've always i've had that but it's really because of my identity in christ like i know what he said about me right he says that i'm fearfully i'm one of i'm i'm more than i'm just like i've always recognized the beauty that i have and so what what i tell other people especially as this pertains to women because get just let face it michael there's gorgeous women and then all over social media, all over Instagram, right? Did you ever say?
1: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like. I'll say this just before you finish. As I didn't like Instagram at first because I wanted to guard my eye gates. Literally, you know, and and literally, literally, I did. I mean, there was people that women that were reaching out to me, like you know, just asking me questions, and I would literally say, "No, I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. I'm not gonna have. Wow. I'm not gonna have these because." And I and I literally had like a hundred followers on Instagram, and then when Clubhouse came we we literally in a year put almost 10,000 people on Instagram because Are you serious? Yeah 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 wow. it's getting close to 10,000 soon. I'm, oh. I'm, but but so, but so Michael
0: did you uh, see your but your wife's identity, right? And who she is and out sha- and at chattel, all of oh, yeah. that, right? yeah. It's and a it's protection
1: like- thing for me. It's just a it's just a you said you talked about kingdom. For me it's kingdom. I I have to I have to represent myself as a kingdom man and not allow myself to you know, I, I have to put blinders on.
0: No, but it's true because there are like so many beautiful people in the world, but if you, you can't lose that focus, right? You got to understand what your purpose is and the individual unique beauty that God has created for you. And that's what I love teaching women too. When I would transform their bodies, I would do the style thing and I would help them tap into their signature style, but really it's tapping to their signature beauty aside from anyone else, right? And when you understand that, confidence and like you said god confidence is the best concealer you see women put on all that concealer oh yeah that is the best concealer there is and that is a beauty beyond measure
1: i love it i love it well i appreciate you sharing those things it's funny when you when you're talking i i kind of rotate my books up here and i i I put this book up here it's called every man's battle It's it's every man's guide to winning the war on sexual temptation and victory one at a time right and and this is i always say women and men should read this my wife read it um and in there i remember i remember um uh dr stoker talking about you know you can look once but when you look back that second and that third and that fourth time that's when you allow yourself and he said he said the problem is is then you do that with the next person it's one eye two eye three eyes and and then the other person comes in and i was like that's so true like you know and we know that that the people that i mean let's just be realistic most of the people on instagram that have these massive followers are 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 people who've been pretty risque or they've they've been really right. pushy with things, you know, from a standpoint, you know. And I've realized like I was listening on Clubhouse yesterday that, you know, heck, just posting, you know, intentional videos on TikTok gets a lot more traction than things on on, on Instagram get. And you don't have to take your clothes off to be able Say to, 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 you to know,
0: Michael. You know, with me being in the fitness industry, you know how many people have told me, oh my gosh, if you just put on a pair of skimpy little shorts, little thong shorts, and should do glute exercises, do you realize? Like, what's going to happen? Oh, your belly. I have, I are you?
1: <laughs> that, no, I'm seriously like, I mean, that, you know how many, do you know how many 50-some-year-old men would like to have a six-pack like I do at my age? Like, and I don't, you know, it's just... Oh, no one would ever
0: know that's under there, Michael.
1: But it doesn't matter. I'm not going to... I'm not gonna. It's not like I'm gonna like pull up my shirt and show my my stuff all the time. I'm just not there. I I may be there someday, you know. Maybe like I know a lot of guys do it, but I'm not gonna be. I I won't be in the little shorts, you know, that a lot of these guys wear. That's true.
0: But when you do it, Michael, maybe you know it'll it'll be in a different. It'll be in a different way. It'll be
1: it'll be it'll be a classy type of thing that I do. It'll be a classy, and it won't be it won't be overboard. Uh, you know, constantly, over and over and over and over, because it's funny. I I, I I'll I'll land with this. I said, um, I I have a lot of people that work that reach out to me to work with me, and um, I had a girl a couple of years ago that had like I think four hundred thousand followers on Instagram, and she couldn't. And she's like, I really want to work with you. And when I get, and I gave her like the, I gave her like I'm just going to use a number like fifteen hundred dollars for like a. Uh, a couple months worth of work and all the testing included and stuff. And she's like, I can't afford that. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, no wonder you got 4,000. Four th- and I started looking through her profile, and that's all her pictures were like, you know, desserts and candy oh, and ice cream yeah. and and then without her clothes on and basically half of them. Right. And so I just realized that when we're really understanding this, this, this caps, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a sealer for our identity when we really know our identity we don't have to wear the skimpy shorts and do the kickbacks with our butt up in the air and all that stuff we don't have to you know
0: michael it's it's so true i remember and i'm newly um it's very interesting i'm newly in the the single world I, i was married for 17 years and newly divorced and it's very interesting some of the the guys are just so shocked. They're just like, you're so different. You're not sprawled out on yachts and all like, you don't just put everything like out there, but yet you have what, I mean, you, you could if you wanted to, but you just don't. And I wish women would see that it does not take those things. Right. It's just so much more beautiful when you can authentically just lead with who you are. Now, I'm not saying that people who do that, like there's this one girl I can't, um, she's this, uh, fitness enthusiast and she literally wears a bathing suit for her workouts but it's done so it's, so it's not it's
1: not a bra and underwear though.
0: no 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 no, <laughs> I mean, no it's, but still but i don't know but it's her spirit behind it i guess and she just doesn't come across that way so i just i i don't shame people who do but Me just your intention. we talked about intentionality that That's is it, Michael. Intention now. What's your like,
1: intention behind it, right? Like, is it to, you know, to, uh, you know, gain intention, to gain attention from people, or is it to really inspire and encourage and, and do that? So I am grateful that you shared that with me. I'm so grateful. I think maybe you're gone. So I'm just going to say this. Thank you so much for being on with me today. And uh, I know that this has been great. I will I will put in the show notes where you can connect with Tanji Brewer uh, more and uh, guys this has been awesome I hope that you will share this and like it and I just want to say as I end all our podcasts love God love people and live with passion vision and purpose passion vision purpose till the next time on the Heatfluence podcast God bless you all have a great rest of your day bye bye thank you for
0: listening to the Heatfluence podcast we hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on
1: all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.